0: Welcome to the South Metro Ministries Podcast. Here's this week's message from Pastor Alan Matura. Would you stand please, if you're not already doing so, for the reading of the Word. There are a lot of things taking place this weekend, a lot of good things. But did you know that this weekend might not be over? I say weekend, I know this is the first day of the week. But it's considered weekend as far as Labor Day. Before this weekend is out, Jesus could come. I am as serious as I'm standing here. And I'm going to tell you why we're so close to the coming of Jesus in a moment. I've been doing a series of lessons on the soon return of Jesus. I don't know if that's the official title, but I was prompted by the Holy Spirit on the morning of August 10th to preach the Sunday after, which will be the 17th, on Israel and the coming of Jesus. Last Sunday was the 24th, and I was prompted again to finish that sermon on Israel and what it means, what's taking place in Israel with Hamas, and why Israel is a center point of prophecy for the return of Jesus Christ by way of the rapture. And then this week, I'm going to speak to you on the rapture. And I'm going to speak to you more specifically on what is the rapture, and when will it happen? And I just told you, it could happen today. Interesting little question that Pastor David asked you to ask one another. By the way, I like his style. I think I should bring him up here every Sunday to take up the offering. Uh, he is our children's pastor. He's been that way for 12 years, so it isn't that he could be here in every service. Uh, but he asked, what, what are you doing this weekend? And I told Gary I'm going to come and eat at his house, but Gary's on a certain diet I could care less for, so I'm going to eat with Nancy. Uh, I see Vic is here. I hadn't seen him in a while and he brought a friend, so i got to tell her about him because i got to watch out for her. Uh, and then Harry Peden's here and you know the rapture Just about ready to take place because Harry's been traveling, but Cindy's got him anchored. But this weekend, we, for the first time in her life, has gotten to keep our nine-month-old granddaughter, Fallon, while her mother and father is in Destin, Florida. Yes. Oh, you talk about, and she is saying fluently, Papa. I don't hear her say anything. I don't hear her say, Mama, Mia, doggy, cat, Papa. To her and Lakeland, I've left all my assets. To my daughters and their husbands, I've left all my liabilities. So perhaps you'll be in the next service. It's worth you staying to just hear Papa. Stretch your hands this way. I'll stretch my hands your way. We'll offer a prayer for each other. Lord, I enjoy laughter, and I enjoy humor, and I enjoy life. Sometimes I take myself too seriously. But we can never take you too seriously. You have laughed, you've cried. But the matter for which I speak this morning, of which you have given to me to speak of, is a matter of preparation, anticipation, imminence, and rejoicing. So make us one, those who joined us via live streaming and those who will join us in the next service. We're not here to do our Sunday morning political correct item. We're not here to occupy a chair because there's nothing else to do. We are here by divine appointment. I know we got up this morning with church on our mind and we got dressed, but but you ordered our steps and we're glad that you have. We want you to order our steps to the day we die or Jesus comes. But there's one event we're not going to miss, and that is the return of Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen Amen it is. I'm going to ask you to be seated in the presence of the Lord. Normally I have you standing for scriptures, but I have numerous scriptures this morning to which I'd like to refer regarding the coming of the Lord. I've been telling you, and the place I'll begin so that you might want a point of reference is 2 Peter chapter 3. For Our first of number of scriptures I'll use. And then right after that, we'll go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And then right after that, we'll go to Matthew 24. And right after that, we'll go to Acts 1. And right after that, we'll go to Matthew twenty. See why. But start at 2 Peter 3 if you'd like. There, there is a, a timeline in God's economy of creation. And God's right on time. When scriptures begin in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Heaven and the earth. He didn't wind it up like a clock. You know the manual clocks we used to have and still probably are more reliable than some of the others? He didn't wind it up like a clock and say, okay, creation and world, do what you want to. And No, God has a timeline of events. And more particularly, after Adam and Eve sinned against God in the Garden of Eden and chose to uh, gratify their flesh rather than to be obedient to God, uh, a curse came on humanity. Adam and Eve are the parents of all mankind. And when this curse came on humanity, it became the curse of sin. Satan entered the picture in the arena, and he tried to make himself God, and he lied to Eve, who in turn, uh, being deceived, she told her husband uh, that it's okay for us to eat of the tree of the Garden of Eden, the one tree of perhaps hundreds of varieties of trees, maybe thousands, I don't know how big the garden was, but if God's got a garden, it's not going to be a little backyard fence-in thing. And the very one thing, it's like telling, you you know, you walk into a hallway and it says wet paint do not touch. What do you do? Me too. I want to see if it's still wet. The very one thing you tell your children not to do is the very one thing they will do. That's, That's the danger of free will. Free will, all of us are free moral agents. It's a beautiful thing if you make the right choices with free will, but it's a terrible thing if you make the wrong choices because the consequences are horrific in some cases. Would you eliminate the floor and uh, let me come there and see if I can make this point? Timeline. So when when, uh, Adam and Eve sinned, the timeline before the garden and the fall, there was no timeline. There was a perfect world. And when we get to heaven, there will be no timeline. But Adam and Eve sinned, and the man, the women needed a Savior. And God began that process. And, and the process included Abraham and the nation of Israel and Isaac and Moses and the old, all the way up to the New Testament. So I, I need a, a little bit of, uh, I need some volunteers. So I volunteer Peyton to come stand with me. Come, come, come Peyton, and stand right here with me. Stephen. Come stand with me, right? Here. Peyton, you stand right there, like that, right down the aisle. Stephen, you come stand right here, right here, like this. Okay, don't go nowhere now. Promise? Yeah, stand right here by me. Don't don't go anywhere because it's me and you. Then I need one more volunteer. Uh, yeah, come on, Ariel. Oh, you the most beautiful Ariel I know. Ariel, come stand right here, sweetie, and just 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 stand there and just face them. Okay. Now here's here's the timeline. Peyton is. The first coming of Jesus through Mary, chosen of God, born of a virgin. That was when Jesus came the first time. Grew to be 33 and a half years old. At the last three and a half years of his life, he preached, did miracles, signs, and wonders, and the people killed him. Isn't that amazing? The world hasn't changed, has it? The good people get crucified and the bad people get glorified. But he did come. But before he left, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Now, by the way, they killed him, but he arose again. And because he lives, we shall live also. So we've been going in the church age. Just as between here, Peyton and Stephen is what's known as the age of the church. It's been over two thousand years now. He died in thirty three AD. Been over thirty two thousand years, approximately, right? And we are in the age of the church and he said to the church, go and preach the gospel. It began with disciples in the day of Pentecost. Whoever believeth and is baptized, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. I'm coming back, but I'm not going to tell you the day or the hour. Just be ready. Just just be ready. Millions have died in anticipation of his coming. Floyd Skilby's mother Floyd's a member of our choir, and Floyd and uh, Jimmy, are mem- are members of our church. And her mother attended the church in Franklin. Her, her mother was a hundred and two years old this week when she went to be with the Lord. Just slipped on into eternity. But there, there, we, this represents the rapture. This is the next major event on the timetable of God's time clock. Nothing else has to happen before the rapture takes place. Nothing else. I told you about it. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. Are there? Yeah. There'll be wars, pestilence, famines, earthquakes. Last Sunday, 6.0 in Napa Valley. This morning, another tremor of 3.0. Did you know that? When are them folks in California going to wake up and come over here to the East Coast? Of course, Some of them are so crazy, I'd rather them stay right there. I don't want them to sink in the sea, but nothing else has to happen. Nothing else. Now, a lot of things have to happen between here and where Ariel is. Ariel represents the second return of Jesus. So, So get the picture. The first coming was where Peyton is. The rapture is where Stephen is. And the second coming is this. Between... The rapture that could take place today and the second coming, there'll be seven years. Soon as the rapture takes place, and it could be today. We we are so close to the coming of the rapture. It's like close to Stephen and I right here. Glad I picked somebody a little bit shorter than me. No, okay, you're you're not. You're not. If we are out of here today, I'm just teaching you. I'm telling you. How are, we going, how are we going to know? The trumpet of the Lord shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall arise first. That, that's in the book of Thessalonians. So, so are we going to know it? Because uh, the Bible says, as lightning flashes from the east and the west, so shall the coming of so Yeah, but you know how you're going to know and the rest of the unsaved people ain't going to know? The unsaved people ain't going to know because their foot feet are going to still be on the ground when the rapture, the word rapture comes from the Latin word raptu, which we get the Greek word, which the Greek is the the original language of the New Testament. We get the Greek word hapazio, which the word rapture means to be caught up, to be snatched away. Yeah, I know there are people out there on live streaming and the people right here now say, well, the word rapture ain't even in the Bible. Well, you're absolutely right. So is the word Bible, but you got one, ain't you? Pardon the grammar. It's a way of defining it so we can understand. The rapture takes place today. Everybody born again. You're gone. Because on the way up, He's going to give you a glorified body. You ain't need no billfold credit card. I feel a whoop glory coming on Don't go in the house and get your photographs. You ain't going to be needing them. Don't even worry about your teeth. because, okay, okay. We're out of here. Now there's something that got to happen between here and here that ain't happened yet. And that, as soon as that, we're out of here. We are seven years in heaven at the what's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. you born again. You, you're you going to be given a glorified, immortal, incorruptible body. No sickness, no disease, no cancer, no Alzheimer's, no Parkinson's, no Crohn's. I wish somebody'd say Amen. amen. There'll be no death. There'll be no sorrow. There ain't going to be no utility bills to be paid. No house, mortgage to be paid. There ain't going to be nobody to work for who is like the devil himself. Don't say amen too loud. He might be sitting in church. A lot of stuff got to happen before we get to where Ariel represents. After seven years, this is the second coming of Jesus. I'm trying to establish in your mind that there's a difference between the first coming and the second coming, and in between there's something called the rapture. Give these people a hand. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Peyton. So, put up in the screen for me, let me, let me tell you about why I believe the coming of the Lord is so near, and what does it mean. In, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse uh, number uh, th- 3 and following, the, the Bible says to us, knowing this first. That scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lust. And verse 4 says, they will ask the question, and I I wish I had gone ahead and put up verse 4 on the screen, but you can put it down for your reference. Now, I'm teaching you this not because I want you just to be impressed. I'm teaching you this so you can tell some other folks that time is running out. I'm teaching you this so you can be informed. And and, and verse 4 of that same chapter, uh, 2nd book of Peter, chapter 3, verse 4 says, there'll be scoffers who will come in the last days walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. They were in the time of Christ after Jesus was resurrected and the preaching of uh, the disciples and the apostles. uh, The the disciples and the apostles uh, uh, after Jesus ascended to heaven and said, I'll go prepare a place for you. They thought he was coming in their lifetime. Because he told them, I'm not going to tell you when, just be ready. So as time began to evolve beyond Jesus' death, burial, resurrection... And it moved into 30 years since he died, and 40 years since he died, and 50 years since he died, and he still hadn't come back. And his generation was dying out, and he hadn't come back. And there were people that were saying, well, you're preaching that stuff all over, and you're telling us that he's coming soon. And, and, and the fathers have died, meaning our fathers have died, and others, the fathers of the faith have died. And, and even since creation, people have been dying, and life's been going on. So, so where, where is the sign of his coming? And the Bible says one of the signs of this coming of the Lord is the very fact that people in America today, America has more gospel preached to it than any other nation in this world. We have more television preachers, more evangelists, more apostles and pastors and teachers. Can I get an amen? We have a church on almost every corner of a city. We are the most preached to and evangelized nation in the world. And now we hear preachers saying, well, there ain't going to really be a rapture. It's all allegorical. It's all figurative. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus really was born. Jesus really did die, Jesus really did come up from the grave, and He really will come again, and He don't need anybody to vote for it. Somebody give the Lord of praise. And so in light of all the world events, let me move you to the next scripture that tells us about the coming of the Lord and why I believe that His coming is very soon, and that will be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. Here it is, for the Lord Himself. Everybody said the Lord himself. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Whoa, right there. Dead in Christ shall rise first. I don't know how many times I've read that scripture at the graveside of people. I've read that scripture. I do not know how many people in 29 years that I have preached their funeral, but I can find out because I have a file folder on every single one of them. And if I've read a scripture at the graveside more frequently than any other scripture, I've read this one. The dead in Christ shall rise first. That means those who died while serving Christ, waiting for the rapture, and they went on ahead, they are not going to be left behind. Your mother and your dad, like my case, my mother has died and gone ahead. My uncles have died and gone ahead. Some of my dear friends have died, preacher friends, and gone on ahead. The dead in Christ don't mean the dead people on Sunday morning. I know I have a mean streak and I'm trying to get sanctified. <laughs> the Bible said it's going to happen so fast. Uh, it's faster than you can blink your eyes. Ooh, I, feel, I feel teaching, but I feel preaching. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet of God, I, I believe oh, I, I believe whoever's going to blow the horn off of the balcony of heaven is wetting their lips. Yeah. You, oh, you, you ever, you ever played the horn? I used to play a trombone. It, it, when I was a boy, it was taller than me when it stretched out. Uh, but you had to wet your lips to get it ready. I, I, if, you play a, if you play any kind of horn, in, in, you know, especially a, like, a, like a trumpet, I believe the angel's got his, his fingers on, 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 ready to, to sound the note. The trumpet of God's going to sound. And the dead in Christ, you see, see this is going to happen so fast, those folks are going to come out of the grave. I don't even know if the graves are going to be disturbed. But they may be. They're going to come out of the mausoleum, CNN, NBC, ABC, and all them other people going to come too late because it's going to happen so fast. They're going to come beside a grave and say, this grave has opened up and nobody's here. This mausoleum has just collapsed because so many people came out of it. Because the Bible said they're going to rise first. Give me the next verse. So then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. I don't know about you, but one of these days my mortal body is going to put on immortality. One of these days my corruptible body is going to put on incorruptible. And that's what the Bible says. When I'll be able... say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Because God, through Christ, has conquered death, hell, and the grave. Somebody praise the Lord. Steve, give me just a little more monitor here, brother. My, 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 my. I, I believe, look at Matthew 24 and 30. Put it on the screen for me. I believe the coming of the Lord is so near. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with great power and glory. That's the rapture. When He comes in the rapture, He's not coming to put His foot on the ground. That'll be the second coming. He's going to come snatch us away. Put on the screen for me, Acts chapter 1, verse 11, please. I want you to see about the rapture. It says, Who also said when Jesus, prior to His departure... On the Mount of Olives, after he had been resurrected 40 days later, he took his disciples to the Mount of Olives and said to them, go in the city of Jerusalem and wait for the power of Holy Ghost. And then right before their eyes, he just gravity lost his pull on Jesus and he just started moving on up. He didn't have no hidden cord hooked up to some harness behind him. (laughs) And when we try to emulate that, we need to do that, okay? But the fact of the matter, he just went on up. While they looked, he went on up in the clouds. An angel appeared to the witnesses and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand up here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people saying they are Jesus, but they ain't no Jesus. They people got demonic powers saying they're Jesus. <laughs> there was an ad back in the 80s in the USA today that says, Jesus is on the earth. <laughs> There's another place that he's in California. He's in New York City. He's in Hong Kong. <laughs> no, no. When he come back, he ain't coming to California, New York City, nor Hong Kong. Okay? When he comes back, brothers and sisters, oh, and it ain't going to be no make-believe Jesus. It ain't going to be no impersonation of Jesus. It ain't gonna be no no uh, no lookalike of Jesus. It ain't gonna be no Jim Jones or David Koresh. Uh, Elvis Presley got so many lookalikes. It ain't gonna this same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go away. If you're looking forward to it, put your hands together and give him a praise. My, what a mighty God. Look in your Bible, look on the screen, to Matthew 24 and 27. How shall His coming be? For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Do you know the dogs and the cats knowing the storms come in and the birds before you know it? Yeah. And you know... Oh, God, I better stay up here. On, bro, the dogs and the cats and the birds got more sense than yeah, some of us. Yeah. We hear the thunder and we see the lightning and we think we can still stand out there in the open and not face the possibility of getting struck strike or struck. And hey, listen, I, I don't play golf because most of the clubs are taller than me. But I love to watch golf. But I know that it's not good to be on the golf course when the lightning's striking, whether you're under a tree or out there by yourself, because you don't have a bag full of lightning rods. Some people ain't got enough sense to get out of the rain. When God says, I will send out brains, they thought he said rain, and then went and hid. I crack me up, don't you? Some of you look like you suck lemons before you came to church. How about smiling a little bit? This ain't so painful. You been to the dentist lately? You think this is bad? I'll set your appointment with the dentist. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes, I was walking pretty and... Chloe last night. You see, the problem with your children is they got children and then they got dogs. So I even helped my daughter and son-in-law pay the expenses to go down to Florida. And then they left us with Fallon, which is our delight, but then they left us with Chloe, which is their dog. I walked in Chloe last night and I saw the lightning. I mean, it was flashing. I said, man, I've got to get out of here. (laughs) But this kind of lightning we're talking about ain't going to be the killing kind of lightning. That's right. That's right. Come on. Ooh, Lord. Every eye shall behold Him. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. I don't care if your name is Muhammad or Allah. I don't care if your name is Hare Krishna or Buddha or Sun Young Moon. I don't care if your name is the Pope or the President or the Queen. I don't care if your name is a Hollywood rock star or NFL or N- 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 NBA player. Whatever your name is and however popular you are or was ain't going to matter. Because every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Come on and give the Lord some praise I've got to move you further I've got to move you to the the rapture The rapture is a mystery in a sense, the Bible says And What what do we mean the rapture is, is a mystery? This is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 and 52 Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. This word here, sleep, means die. Because for the child of God who dies, they don't die like in the grave and decay and go on. Their body is in the grave, but their soul. For everybody saved, if you die before Jesus comes, you're not going to die, you're going to fall asleep for a few seconds to open your eyes in heaven with a glorified body. That's why dying shouldn't scare you. That's why, that's, that's why now the, the the thought of dying a painful death, the thought, the thought of dying from a disease it, it, is somewhat disheartening. But I want to tell you that some will go through death's door by a sickness, or disease, or accident. I don't know, but I know you don't have to be afraid of it. Because we shall not all sleep, but those who have, when Jesus comes, some of us are going to be alive, like even today. But we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Everybody said, say, we shall be changed. Oh, you see, you see here's the thing about it. While Paul was preaching in the days of his ministry, everybody who was saved was looking for the Lord to come before they passed away. And Paul tells them this is a mystery. Uh, It's a term used in Scripture to, to clarify something that God has not previously chosen to share with men and women. And the people back then, like now, wanted to know what would happen after you die. Would those who died be a part of the eternal kingdom to come? And Paul answers their question by explaining the mystery of things to come. And he says, believers who had died would not miss the Savior's coming. And he explains it here. So therefore, when when the rapture takes place, which again means to be caught up, snatched away. You know... There are people thinking, my, I ain't live like I want to, bless God. I'm going into rapture. If you ain't saved, I don't care if your grandmother is, you can't hold on to her apron and go on up in no rapture. My wife's saved, and as long as I'm near somebody, I'm going. No, you ain't going nowhere. I like you and everything. But your mama, your grandmama, your wife, or your husband, salvation, you are not going in any rapture if you're not born again. Confess your sins and accept the atoning work of Jesus. He took your sins and your suffering and gave you a new life. If you don't ask Him to do that and mean it with all your heart, you're not going into rapture. Well, you do that right now. And my my, my thought to you is simply this. We shall be changed. Now, now, let let me move you to another question. Would you on the screen, please? When and how will Jesus come for the believers? When and how? If you take notes, then then here's how the Scripture answers it. I'll choose this verse, and it'll be found in Mark 13 and 32. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son of God, meaning Jesus, but the Father only. Despite the thousands of people who'd like to predict the exact year, month, and date, and hour of Jesus' return, Jesus said, no one knows, not even he. But only God the Father knows when he will send Jesus to fetch his bride. We are the bride of Christ. Male and female, we are the bride of Christ. And the Bible says that God is going to give the command for the angel to blow the trumpet, And then Christ is going to descend from the clouds of heaven. And when he comes, my brothers and sisters, there are are going to be empty graves, empty mausoleums, empty cars. We don't know the day and the hour. See, think about the day and the hour is if we knew the day and the hour, we'd sin to the last minute. Go ahead and say amen. Yeah. You ever said I'm going to start a diet on Monday and up to 12 o'clock Sunday night you gorge? Yeah. You ever do that in the church? You call prayer and fasting starting Monday. My God, I think I'm going to die. Eat everything in sight. Yeah, you're laughing at me. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, God, I got to go to the dentist. I got, uh, uh, oh, if it's something else, you know, we're about to run out of this kind of stuff. And we just, it, the Bible knows the carnality, the wickedness of our flesh, even after. And so if God was saying, I'm going to come on Sunday morning uh, at at 10:30, at and the rest of us got about 12 minutes left or, or whatever, we're going to send up until the 11th minute. Somehow in our mind, we're going to wish somebody was dead. Nobody knows the day of the hour. Like a thief in the night. I told you. When I was a boy, they broke into our home in Trinidad two or three times. And then here in America, twice. And I, I know I'm repeating myself, but lest you would not here when I said that. What thief ever sent you an email saying, I'm coming tonight? <laughs> I'm breaking in your car about lunchtime. cause naturally you you'd be ready. Yeah, you'd have you some help like Officer Eddie Kirk. Why you think I Officer why you think Officer Kirk accompanies me around here? It ain't what I just preach here in this pulpit. Some of the counsel that I have to give some of you wives because you married a jerk. Uh I I got to protect myself. Yeah. You, you, listen, let me tell you this, okay? I'm getting off my point here, but I got a little time. I think. Uh, I thank you, brother Willie. You you be amazed what I got to, what I got to counsel. You will be amazed, and you'll be glad, my brother on the end over here. Stand up, my brother, way over here near to the wall. Yeah, yeah. You, my, stand up, brother. Just remain standing, because if I was big as this guy, if I was big as this guy right here whom I got to stand on this chair. See what I'm talking about? I'd done be slapping some people. I'd I'd be if I was big as this guy, I'd be jerking him up right in my face. Thank you, brother. Y'all would have to come, brother Daryl would have to come to jail every week and say he is really the pastor, he just opened his mouth. And I done told one lady this, this week, I said, kick his B U T T out. I done told her that. And I, I, I said, look, I said, uh, if you need help, I got people in my church who are attorneys, who are police officers, and we ain't got to wear no white hood to beat the you-know-what out of here. Yeah. That's the flesh. That's how I feel about it. You know, some of you done went and thought you could fix your man after you got married to find out he is a jerk. His own mother couldn't fix him, and his own dog bit him. Why did I get off? I don't know why I get off on that, but I need some therapy every once in a while. Just some therapy. Put something else on the screen, please, and and, and change this point. And, And I know why I get off on that, because the fact of the matter is, we have warnings that people, if their mother couldn't change them, why make you think you can? huh? We enable people. We, we, we say we got children that are 30 years old and they won't get a job and they won't pay their bills and they're doing drugs and they have alcohol and we go to the counselor and we say our son or daughter got a problem. No, they ain't got no problem. You the problem. You the one buying, uh, paying for their insurance and paying for the car and paying for the house. You the one help. Somebody, well, okay. Yes. So after all this preaching business about get ready, get ready, get ready, after all these television preachers and pastors all around the and preachers before me who say, Get ready, get ready, America will have no excuse to say nobody told us can I get somebody to say amen what is, what is this rapture thing what is this heaven thing What is all, all that stuff I don't read that in the book of so and so and I don't read that in Scientology and I don't read that in the Mormon church well then you ought not to be reading that stuff you ought to be reading the word of God inspired by the Holy Ghost I'm not trying to offend you I'm just trying to tell you the truth and if you're offended by the truth go look it up yourself Signs of the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, 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 me, let me show you 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 10. And it's going to be a little lengthy, but look at it. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, that day of the coming of the Lord will not come until, unless there be a great falling away. The falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Let's keep going and explain the son of perdition, the man of sin, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or what is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Go further if you will. Do you not remember when I was still with you, I told you these things? Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonica. He said, I told you all about the Antichrist. And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. Keep going. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Sin is already at work. The spirit of Antichrist is already in the world. Do you follow me what I'm telling you? There's never been a time where Christians are more persecuted in America than right now. There's never been a time where Islam and all the other isms are more accepted than Christianity right now. We can't pray at school. We can't pray on government property. We can't pray at graduations. But you can get, a, you can get a, 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 all kind of other religious stuff come in and they can pray and do whatever they want. Okay, so the mystery of lawlessness and the mystery of the Antichrist is already here. He's already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And when the lawless one will be revealed, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the brightness of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Is another verse or two. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Whoa, whoa, let me tell you something here. I know I'm, I'm rushed for time. When when we get raptured, you remember where Stephen was? Right here. Raptured. The Antichrist is going to come on the scene and explain away what that rapture was. And you know, people are already ignorant as can be. Somebody will come on the scene and say, there was a major invasion of UFOs. Because 25%, I don't know, the earth is populated with about 7 billion people. I don't know how many of those are Christians, but I'm going to tell you this. There are going to be some pilots flying airplanes that are going to leave them in the air. And you better be sure you're saved because if you're on that plane, okay, I just want you to know that. So that's why I, when, I, when I board every plane, I don't ask the pilot nothing. I just say, them Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, because I'm okay. I, I, I'm going up with him if he's saved, but if, if he ain't saved... He's, he's going to land the plane, but there are few pa- passengers going to be missing. Okay? My, my, my point is, there are going to be people driving down the road. <laughs> okay? And, and you better be saved. If, you, if, if you're a passenger, you better pray that person driving that car if you ain't saved. If you ain't saved, you better pray that pa- person driving that car is. <laughs> well, let me let me clarify. Both of you need to be saved, Because okay? 'Cause there'll be some cars. There's gonna be some wrecks for people driving, and they they're gonna be some trains running down the Amtrak that have people just go right out of it. Uh, anybody hearing me? they're gonna be people coming out of the subway. Go, go. I'm not talking about subway store. I'm talking about underground subway. Okay. Uh, uh, you know. I, I'm talking about. I'm talking, I'm talking about martyr. You know. Some. They're, oh, they're gonna be coming from all over. And, and then the lawless. You see, the, the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. For that to be a one world leader, the scene is already set. We got Internet. We got Skype. We got, we got, uh, we got World Wide Web. We, uh, our president can talk to any world leader right now, anywhere, and see his or her face. There's one man who can rule this whole world from one place in this world. I mean, the, the coverage is already there. The, the, the technology is already there for a computer chip to be put under your skin or on your forehead that has the mark of the beast on it that will say to you, take that mark and you won't have to carry your credit card. Nobody will be able to steal your ca- That's already in place. Anybody hearing me? We don't have to wait for that. The, the lawless one, the Antichrist, is going to come on the scene. He's going to have... Powers. Look at, look, at, look at verse number 9. Powers and signs and lying wonders. You go on TV. You can see witchcraft and voodoo. You can see people do all kinds of weird stuff, even take their finger and stick, stick it through the flesh of other people and, and, and it not bleed. Because they're demonic powers. For every real power of God, Satan comes up with some kind of pseudo power. So the the devil does have power and the Antichrist will get his power from the devil. But he'll first come on the scene because all the Christians are gone and he'll he'll come on the scene and give world peace. There won't be a problem with Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Iraq. There won't be a power, power, any problem with Ukraine and Russia because this man is going to be charismatic. And he is going to he is going to rule the world. And in the first three years, He's going to be the friend of the Jews. And, they're going, and I'll preach about it. I'll preach about the, the, the tribulation next week. So, so, so someone come to the music, if you will. I'll try to, This is such a vast subject, I don't even know where to stop. Let, let, let me tell you this. We, we, you don't want to be here for the tribulation. Because one of the reasons, go, go to the one slide that says, one of the reasons, the chief reasons why the rapture is going to take place is to snatch us out of here as Christians to save us from the wrath of the tribulation. I I don't know where that is on the slide, I'll look at my notes, but I know I'm jumping ahead. Uh, The fact of the matter is, when Jesus saved us, he didn't save us to... It says God, slide number five, or, or point number five, God will rapture his church to allow us to escape the tribulation. So those of you on the slides, and if you could help me out, you can find that one slide. God will cause the rapture to take place in his timeline. Remember Stephen was here, and Ariel was over here. God's going to snatch us out of here so we don't have to go through those seven years. For the first three and a half years, Israel's going to think their Messiah has come. Because they, he's going to build them a temple. He's going to let them worship the Old Testament way, Sacrifice. And they're gonna think our oh, man's come until he takes a swine, which is not kosher to the Jews, and take it on their holy altar and sacrifice it, and desecrate their altar, and start killing them. You think Hitler was bad to the Jews? They didn't see nothing yet. They're gonna have. There's gonna be. They're gonna have to run and hide, and and, and the tide's gonna turn, and everybody you are going to have to bow down. To, if you don't take the mark, they're going to kill you. Well, I think I'll get saved during the tribulation. No, 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 no. What, what, what Bible are you reading? Because when the rapture takes place, the Holy Spirit leaves. That's the Spirit that now restrains. If the Spirit of God wasn't in this earth, we'd be living on hell on earth. You think we have violence now? You think we have all kinds of mass killing and all kinds of uh, brutal ways of people killing each other and you think you gotta live with uh, protection and alarm systems now? If the Spirit of God wasn't here and the Church of the Lord wasn't here and Christians wasn't here now and praying to God, we, we would be, people would be so, if you think, uh, I don't know of, of ways that people can be more mean and hateful and selfish and greedy and deceptive and lascivious. I don't know how that can happen. But when, when the church leaves and the Christian leaves, all hell, I said all hell, is going to break loose. You don't want to be here. Because they're going to be the trumpet judgments and the bowl judgments. And I'll tell you about it next week. But you know what I'm waiting for? The Bible says, when the rapture takes place, it's going to give us a crown of life. There's six possible crowns that you can get. And they number of crowns you get depends on what you do with your life right now. I'm trying to close. You see, when you get to heaven, it's not just fire insurance. I escaped the fires of hell. No, when you get to heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb for seven years, while this world goes through hell, we're up with God and Jesus and coming back with Him when He comes the second time. But during that time, we were receiving judgment and rewards, not judgments about whether we're going to hell we ain't going to hell once you, once you left this earth. You ain't going way but heaven. But when you get there, God's going to say, what did you do with your time, your talent, and your treasure? And as much as you give your tithe and offerings and you witness to people and you pray for people and you love people and you forgive people and you serve God and you share your faith. All of these things are you sending this up in heaven and God's going to give you crowns and kingdoms and blessings based upon what you did after you got saved in the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean I get a better crown because I'm a pastor. That doesn't mean that that Billy Graham gets a better crown because he's Billy Graham. All of us have equal access to the wealth of heaven after we get there based upon what we sent up while we're down here. Give the Lord some praise. Bow your heads, please. And and brothers and sisters who are already in the faith, would you just... Whisper a prayer for someone this morning who need to make sure that they don't get left behind. Would you would you just know you were born again? Just thank God in a whisper of prayer, and and then if those of you that are here this morning, you say, Pastor, I I don't understand all this rapture stuff, all this first second coming, but I do understand my soul is mortal, my body will die one day. I do understand disease, violence, earthquakes, wars, greed hate, bitterness and if I've got hate and bitterness and my body is supposed to be the temple of the Lord and I'm filling it up with other stuff that gratifies my flesh and destroys my flesh and others then I'm not saved and I don't want to miss heaven see either way you may die before Jesus comes be ready and if you're alive when he comes be ready now if you are one of those that are not ready I'm not going to embarrass you Every head is bowed, every eyes is closed, but I'm looking because I need to know who I'm praying for. I'm not going to call your name. I just want to see you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I don't want to miss the rapture. I want to be sure I'm ready. Thank you. Just hold it up a moment. Hold it up a moment. Hold it up a moment. I see. I see numbers of hands. Just hold it up. I I thank you, Lord Jesus. Hold it up a moment. That's all I'm going to ask you. Just hold it up. Keep it up for a few moments because when you get to heaven, he's going to recognize you publicly. He, he ain't going to. And, and you may put them down now. Wow, that's awesome that you've done so. Everyone, rise to your feet, would you? Oh my, my, my! You know what? Look, look, look at me a minute. Some of the most savored time of my week is Sunday afternoon. So this Sunday afternoon, I'll, I've got a different plan. going to be with Fallon for a while, then I'll be at a church tonight that's on our district where I serve as the district bishop. I'll not be preaching, but I'll be representing the district. I don't even know if I'll get to spend the evening with Fallon and go to the meeting tonight. Tomorrow I want to go visit a family, a dear lady who's very sick, spend a little time with them. Tuesday I have a part in Floyce's mother's passing service, offer words of comfort and prayer, 102 years old I can tell you my schedule I'm a student, now online so every day I'm online but do you know what none of that matters to me I'm 57 years old and if I were to fall flat on my face, dead right now don't grieve like bless, bless his heart and I pray that I come back to life because a few of you don't want to jerk around a little longer. But, uh, but if I don't, I'm with him. I'm saying it matters. My daughters matter. My children matter. The church matters. Oh, I'll be doing that till Jesus comes. Do you understand? I'll be, I'll be sharing Jesus. I'll be loving on children. I'll be, I'll be, you, you are my family. Listen to me. There's not another church in America or the world that I want to pastor. There's not a, I'm called right here. There's no, there's no money that, that they could pay me more. There's no house they can give me more. They, I told my presiding bishop, you, I, there's not a church in America. You could double my pay and give me five days off a week that I want to pastor. Nowhere. I'm called right here to South Atlanta. Right here. And you know why I'm called? I'm called to get me ready and I'm called to get you ready. Now, to everybody who raised their hands, everybody else, do what I do. Raise your hands with me like this. Everybody else, we're just surrendering. Everybody else, look through the black ceiling. I pretend you're looking through it to the blue blue sky and white clouds. And repeat this prayer after me. Those who raised their hands, we're doing it for them, with them, with them. Say it with me now. Lord Jesus, Jesus, I believe believe that you you are the only way to heaven and and eternal life. I confess that I haven't always done what is right. Even today, I need to be saved. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me a new creation. So that if I die before you come, or if you come while I'm alive, I'll be ready. Today, Lord Jesus, I receive you in my heart, I've got baggage, I've got burdens, I've got a pass, but I give them all to you, and I believe by faith that I'm saved. Amen. Put your hands together, praise the Lord. Sing for me, sing for me. Come on, everybody. Jesus. Has overcome Lift your hands and worship. We're gonna go in a few moments. Come on, give him thanks. Jesus has overcome. The victory Sing with is won. He is risen from the dead. Come on, everybody! I... Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit smmcog.com.